Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today I speak to Leon Bridges. It's a lovely chat. Um, When I first heard uh, Leon's debut album, maybe six years ago now, knocked me sideways. Just beautiful soul music and to watch his career then grow and grow and grow and... uh, and to get to the point where now, you know, we're, we're talking new records, you know, pandemic closing, new tours. And yeah, just getting a, a really lovely opportunity to sit and, and, and talk to uh, an artist that I have a lot of time and respect and interest in. So, you know, I get I get spoiled sometimes on this podcast. And, and this was one that I actively really chased because, I, I, you know, as a fan, I really wanted to get an opportunity to sit and, and, and talk to Leon. And it's a lovely chat and you're... You're about to hear it. Um, a few thank yous. Um, so uh, I'd like to thank Rob. Um, I'd like to thank 76 for producing this episode. I'd like to thank Scribius Pip and everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network. Um, and you lot, you know, we talk a lot on these newer episodes of, you know, of, of things being post-lockdown, which seemed a long way away, you know, a year ago. And it's so lovely that you have kind of supported this podcast, you know, through the through the darker days of lockdown and, and, you know, and, and now you're, you're still here and you're, and you're listening and you're supporting and you're engaging and you're giving me likes, loves, shares, retweets on the socials. It's so kind of you. And honestly, you know, the, the support this podcast gets is, is something I'm very, 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 very proud of. And so thank you so much. Um, and yeah, um, if this is your first time listening, uh, then when you finish listening to my chat with Leon, then go and explore the back catalogue because you can hear me talking to, oh, where do I start? Where do I start? I mean, I'm going to end up saying the same names because even though I've had maybe 350 of these episodes now, um, the only names ever pop into my head are Foo Fighters, um, Butch Fig, um, Fatboy Slim, um gosh motley crew i spoke to tommy lee of motley crew that was um a a wild and fun chat um but then you know if you like um i spoke to chuck d of public enemy that was a wonderful chat um and yeah sleaford mods idols suede um gosh i was actually flicking through the other day and i was like oh i forgot i spoke to them i forgot i spoke to them so 
I'm not going to try and reel them all off because we're here all day and I want to get on with today's episode, but go and have an explore. Um, you can find out about everything you need to know about this podcast. Uh, well, you can get it in all the usual places you get your pods um, or just your one-stop shop is off the beat and track podcast.com. Right, let's get on with it. Please enjoy Off the Beat and Track Podcast with the wonderful Leon Bridges. Sorry, I've interrupted the podcast, but with good reason. Hotel Chocolat are our sponsors. You know that now because I tell you about it every episode. But they've been super kind now. And you may have heard me talking about the products from the cacao bar and there's gins, cream liqueurs, all sorts of wonderful chocolatey goodies. Um, And what they've done is they've set a page up on the website that you can go to. And all you've got to do is just for you off the beaten track listeners, go over there, answer a question, and you could win the full range delivered to your front door. I mean, that's kind of them. All you have to do is go to this place, hotelchocolat.com forward slash OTBT podcast. That's OTBT as in off the beaten track podcast, hotelchocolat.com forward slash OTBT podcast. Go get your grubby little mitts on some deliciously chocolatey drinks, courtesy of our sponsors, Hotel Chocolat. I'll get back to the podcast. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me stew with him. Okay, we are recording. Uh, Leo, how are you today? I am wonderful. I'm um, currently at home in Fort Worth, Texas. What's the sort of situation like without sort of getting too bogged down into sort of pandemic chat? Um, the, the UK mm-hmm. has, has changed in, and the restrictions have dropped and we're... We're all back at it now. And so what, what's the situation like where you are? Right. So it's interesting because, like, you know, during the, the height of COVID, I guess, you know, the South kind of lit, you know, operated as if COVID didn't exist. <laughs> um, but now everything's just pretty much open, you know, yeah. and and which is which is good for the, you know, the music industry because you know, now we can get back on the road and get get to it. And so, you know, last kind of question on that that side of things, you know, over the last, you know, 15, 16 months, um, have you found uh, the, the, you know, the situation that we've all been thrown into, how has that, um, how did that affect you personally and how did it affect you creatively? Mm. You know, you know, during that time, you know, not, not to, to be oblivious, uh, you know, to how everyone else was experiencing it. Um, but it, it was, it was very healing for me. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of us musicians were just, ever since we signed the dotted line, we're just constantly on the go. And it was really nice to, to be still. And there was almost this like reconnecting with the natural highs, you know, in life of just the simplicity of nature and, um, picking up my guitar and, and spending more time with that. And, um, yeah, it, it was, it was really good for me. Did it feel sort of comfortable? The, 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 the sort of creative process. I know I've spoke to, to many people on here that, that, uh, kind of echoed a little bit of what you said, where in so far as, you know, they're constantly touring and then all of a sudden all of that stopped. So it's like, right now I've got to write an album. And it's like, and, and it right. felt for some people a bit forced. It's like, no, I've got the time and I've got to do it. Did it, 
Did your creativity, is it something that you ever sort of push and force or is it something that you just kind of allow to happen and then sort of, you know, move on that once you feel it's flowing? Totally, yeah. I, you know, definitely, you know, just allowed the, you know, all that stuff to happen organically. And I was lucky enough to where I had pretty much finished the whole album um, before the pandemic. And it was a really awesome time of creativity because, you know, just no, no, uh, you know, no deadlines, you know, and, and I was at, you know, just able to dig in into, you know, some sounds and, and vibes that, you know, probably might not see the light of day. Sure. Um, but it, it was really, really nice time for, for creating. Okay. Well, I'm going to start your playlist today, uh, right. and I'm going to ask you first, please, to tell me, uh, I don't know if you've got your, your, your list in front of you, if you remember what you chose, um, but I'm going to ask you to tell me the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro, please. Oh, yeah. So, me- Meeting in My Bedroom, which is like my R&B anthem, um, I, you know, I, I would deem Silk, this band, as probably one of the greatest R&B groups, and when you look at the, you know, this intro, there's just like really thick bass line and then into the, and then there's just like, you know, the, the typical R&B monologue speaking sexy, you know, like how they used to do around that era yeah. and the beat drops, um, meeting in my bedroom. It's, it's a uh, sexy. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, it can't not be sexy if it's called meeting in my bedroom. Um, it, it, in regards to um, uh, songwriting uh, and and predominantly intros as well, Leon. I, I, you know, over the probably for, you know in, in the time when maybe Silk wrote that, the way that people listen to music is far different now. The way that that you know lots of younger people now are, are, are finding their music in all manner of apps and and fast moving mm-hmm. thumbs seem to be getting faster. Um, um, so with that in mind, the, the kind of, I guess, maybe the the attention span's getting slightly shorter. Um, are they ever considerations when you're writing? You know, you know, for, you know, for myself, you know, because like, these, you know, these days, like, people, you know, everything is just kind of single-based. And... I'm more concerned about, you know, longevity in my career. And I think the thing that stands the test of time is cultivating albums to where like you, you know, literally just, you know, press play and listen to the whole thing. And and, and I'm fine with that, you know? Um, But I, I do see how in, in certain um, circles and, you know, with some, with certain artists that, you know, the reality of people having short attention spans and, and only, and, and not really committing to a whole album. I can see how that can affect how some artists um, craft their, their music. So I, I don't know if, 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 if you agree, but I think when I, when I look at it and I see lots of kind of maybe more sort of commercial pop music is, is being almost created to a, almost like a sort of formula and a science now to hook them yeah. in the first x amount of seconds and the song starts with the chorus and it's you know the whole song's a minute and a half long um and i find that them kind of sort of trends and changes 
are more fashionable, whereas I think if you're looking for more longevity in your career, I think having your own style will far outweigh fashion at any given point. Fashions come and go. Style's consistent, right? Did you get what I'm saying with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, and it's like, you know, not to diminish anything about, you know, pop songs, um, you you know, but like, I, I, I think people you know the consumers are 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 hungry for something that is outside the box yeah um, and and it's a reflection of like of how an artist like me can can thrive you know in in the midst of this pop world okay i'm gonna um take you back and for track two leon i'm gonna ask you please to tell me the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you please <laughs> Yeah, for for me, it was A Change Is Gonna Come by Sam Cooke. And I remember um, I was watching, I was, I was, when I was a kid, I was watching the, um, the, Mac, the Malcolm X biopic <clears throat> um, starring Denzel Washington. I was watching that with my father and that song was playing um, throughout the, um, throughout the film. And I just remember like it just immediately just kind of striking um just I don't know just this kind of heavy feeling with you know with like within me and I remember asking my dad like you know who is this artist and he was like yeah this was your your grandmother's you know favorite artist Sam Cooke and changes is going to come is like probably one of the most beautiful songs ever ever written absolutely absolutely i mean i mean as far as intros go the 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 strings that start that are just glorious and then oh my god when he opens his mouth it's just different level it's different level what 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 comes out of his mouth and i mean i i think the fact that you've referenced that film as well and, and that song is such a pivotal moment in that scene as well it is it's very evocative and, and emotional, um, and it, and it, and it's really weird because I, I'm I'm 48, and, and and in the UK, in around I think about 1988, Sam Cooke, um, Wonderful World, got uh, used on a commercial, mm. and uh, and so it kind of introduced me to Sam Cooke. I heard Wonderful World, and I was like, this is great, and then um then I heard Cupid, and I was like, wow, wow, and and I bought this compilation record, and I was probably like maybe sort of 14, 15. And it was all just beautiful soul music. And then that track come on. And I was right. like, wow, this, right. this, this has got a different weight to it than anything else on this record. It's like, and, and I think that it was probably a, a, a bit of a, an awakening for me to, to, you know, trying to, you know, understand what he was singing about. And, you know, the gravitas of that was, was, was absolutely eye-opening. And I think that, you know... That song is, you know, it is, it's so symbolic and so important. And to this day, is as it cuts as deep as it ever has, I think. Right. And, you know, that was almost a response to, you know, Bob Dylan. And um, I think, I believe this song is Blowing in the Wind. Yeah. 
I think Sam Cooke, um, you know, said something to the, to the to the effect of like, you know, how can you know these white artists, you know, write these protest songs and 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 we haven't done that yet. Yeah, and I mean to to be honest, doing something like writing a song like that as a black man could could damn near be detrimental um, to your career around that to, to their careers around that time. And, um, and when you look at like Sam Cooke's catalog, obviously he was, he, he was a great songwriter, but so, so many of those, of those, of those songs are like almost a little polished and, and kind of bubble gum feeling. Yeah. And change is going to come was like, almost like a return to his roots. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, growing up, um, was, I mean, you, you said that, um, you, you, your father explained to you that, you know, Sam Cooke was something that, that your grandmother had listened to. Was, was there always music on at home? Did you grow up in a musical household? Definitely. Um, you know, I, I kind of experienced like, kind of different sides of the R&B spectrum growing up. And, you know, my parents separated when I was really young. And, you know, my, my mother um, gravitated towards artists like Sade and Anita Baker and that kind of thing. My father gravitated towards um, Otis Redding and um, Bobby Womack Um Going, going, I'm going blank. Uh, Stevie Wonder, Earth, Wind, and Fire, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I would say, in, in, in ways, that music definitely shaped me. Um, and it's almost like when I write, those things kind of happen subconsciously. It is crazy, that isn't it? Has ha something from so long ago, some little skit or some little kind of chord progression, can just when you're writing just it can just trigger it and it's just like yeah that's that that's that track four on diamond life by Sade or whatever do you know what i mean it's like that it can just kind of it's just ingrained and i I love that when music sort of seeps into the the fabric of everyday life and before you know you're you're referencing it you know just organically for want of a better description totally it is beautiful how it happens and you know when i write you know, every, you know, every creative is, is, is trying to, you know, say things that's, that hasn't been been done before and, and, and use sounds that, that, that hasn't been done before. And it's hard because like, there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. But I think, I think what makes music refreshing is like, you know, pulling from different things. And, and for example, like, when I'm writing, you know, I'm literally thinking of like, okay, how, you know, how can I emulate um, Willie Nelson and Genuine um, and Curtis Mayfield in, in one song? And I think that, you know, my, my Texas roots and, and, the, and the soul thing and the R&B thing just like really makes the, the music interesting. Listen up. 
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I've only got another new sponsor. Egg Fried. It's this super cool clothing label. And... If you're into sort of skating and street art and gigging and, and kind of like really cool art and throwing a little bit of Asian culture and, and the designer's kind of weird sense of humour in the mix, then you're pretty much there with the wonderful world that is eggfried.com. Now, they do these amazing punchy kind of graphic tees, hoodies and sweatshirts, beautiful art prints, as well as this, they have a denim range, all handmade in-house, all supporting the slow fashion movement. Not only that, they've given you a discount code, 10% off when you head over to eggfried.com. Just use the code EGGSALAD, E-W-G-S-A-L-A-D, save 10%. Go and get lost in the world of egg fried. Also, they've got a new kids range, and it's called Small Fried, and it's super cool, super cute. Um, and again, it's all over there in this wonderful world. Go and get involved at eggfried.com. Staying in the formative years... For track three, I'm going to ask you, please, uh, to tell me the song that reminds you of your time at school, please. So, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's uh, Con- Confessions um, by Usher. And that was, it was, all, that, I mean, that that, that was the, the soundtrack to, um, you know, my, my, my high school years, essentially. And Usher is just one of those artists that, you know, he, he's an example of, of an artist that that's, he's, you know, started in the nineties and, and still, um, and still has managed to, to, to be relevant, you know, and, you know, growing up, I was really intrigued with like with dance and like and, and, and Usher embodied all that. Yeah. And and in regards to school, was that something you enjoyed? <laughs> um, 
you know, kind of um, indifferent about it. You know, like, I, I think the one thing that I didn't like about it is, um, you know, it was it was really complicated to, like, find friends. Um, and... You know, it was like one of those things that like, you know, I just couldn't find like what circle I fit in. And so, you know, I was mostly, you know, kind of a lone wolf, you know, throughout high school. Were you confident? I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. But it was funny, like in, in my senior year, I was able to, to kind of muster up some confidence. I I ended up in, in um, signing up for um, the talent show and the whole time, like I was just kind of like, I was kind of hiding the fact that I could dance. And it's funny because like, I was like known as like the bashful, you know, kind of weird kid and signed up for the talent show and like kind of did my thing in front of, um, you know, my peers and, people were just shocked yeah <laughs> don't you think the bashful weird kids are always the most interesting ones though i, I think i think so yeah definitely definitely so <laughs> i take it you, you was you was quite a creative kid and was that encouraged at school if so you know um yeah i, I kind of dipped you know when i was a kid i, I dipped and dabbled in and art a little bit. I used to love, you know, to draw and, um, and, and, and that's the thing is like, you know, yeah, I, I can say that, you know, like I, I would say like, you know, when I, my art teacher, um, definitely like, just like encouraged me to just kind of keep going in that, you know, and, but it, it was weird. Cause like the friends that, that I, I did have, which is just kind of inconsistent in a way of like when I was around them, everything was cool. But then like, you know, when we would get around other people, then um, they would kind of change and, and be really negative towards me. Um, and so they didn't really encourage me and, you know, in, in that way. But um, I was lucky enough to where, you know, me and my brother were always really close and, um, you know, my, and my mother as, as well, you know. Uh, <clears throat> Did you know what you wanted to be when you was at school? <clears throat> I had, asp I had aspirations to um, pursue a, like a, a culinary um career like I, I i wanted to be a chef yeah. <laughs> and um and and that obviously yeah i wanted to be a chef and, and, a, and a barber as well and uh and I, i'm, I'm kind of glad that i'm I, i'm not in um the uh the food industry <laughs> okay i'm gonna um <clears throat> ask you for track four uh, please, Leon, tell me the first song that you remember buying from a record store, please. The first, the first song, um, the first album was 
this album by Genuine um, called The Life. And and that, and that was just my thing. Like, I, I didn't... R&B was my thing, you know, growing up. I, I rarely listened to hip-hop. And I, I miss... Um, I, I, I miss the time, you know, the times of actually going to a store and buying an album. Um, and, you know, it's just really nice to have something tangible, you know? I think uh, <clears throat> without kind of, um, you know, sounding like a, a, an old man, the, the only thing that I do, um, I mean, I, I embrace the fact that there's so many places now where within two seconds I can have any song I want on my phone and hear it. You know, I think that's incredible. And, and, you know, it means I can listen to whatever, whenever I love that. But the one thing that I do miss, I, I love, you know, I've, I'm at an age where all of my, my first purchases were vinyl and, and not just the, the idea of attaching that to a lot like, of journey of going to a record store and buying it and having something tangible, but it's the artwork. That's the thing I miss. Like, I think, looking you know putting a record on and sitting there and looking at the sleeve and studying the notes and stuff like that exactly. that's what i miss i think that's that's something that we've definitely lost through technology yes obviously everybody's got album artwork and i'm sure every artist is as passionate about getting it right as possible but there's right. something nice about seeing that on a 12 inch record do you, do you do you know what i'm saying absolutely and you know i, I think it's amazing that you know vi- like vinyl has kind of resurfaced in a way Mm. um you know to where you know people you know a a lot of people you know are are they at least got a a little crosley um you know vinyl player in in their in their crib so i I think that's amazing um you know that people are still interested in 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 um you know in some of those you know tangible mediums um yeah okay so moving forward a little bit for track five i'm gonna ask you leon please to tell me the song that soundtrack your years clubbing <laughs> um yeah for me it was uh, march madness by future and you know honestly i really love you know what that whole scene out there in atlanta um but for me, you know, it's just one of those songs that, like, as soon as it comes on, you know, I, you know, I, I try to find all my homies and we all get together and, like, sing the lyrics. And it's, like, really strong sense of com- camaraderie, you know. And um, I think Atlanta is so intriguing to me because when you look at the trajectory, you know, it's it's literally outcast, you know, in... At, at a certain time and, and, and then you have future and young thug and all, and all those guys. And, um, yeah, he's, he's definitely one of my favorite am artists. I, am I right in saying you was born in Atlanta? I was. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> and I mean, also, you know, if you, you cast your mind back to like the early nineties on a completely different genre, I mean, arguably in the early nineties, REM <laughs> were the biggest band in the world. And, you know, and straight out of Atlanta, Georgia, I believe. Uh, and there was so many, you know, guitar bands coming out on the sort of flip side of that. And, yeah, it's uh, 
It's definitely a, 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 an interesting place that throws out a, a proper mixed bag of artists. And uh, totally. yeah. Um, what did you want from it, or what do you still want? I mean, you're, you're a young man. What do you still want from a night clubbing? What, what's the perfect <laughs> night's clubbing? Right. You know, um, you know, a lot of people ask me, what, what do I do in my downtime? You know, and, and that's it for me. You know, I, I love the, you know, the energy of, um, you know, just going out and, 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 and interacting with people, you know, and, um, and then on, an, on another tip, you know, like where there's a club, there's, there's beautiful women, you know, and, um, <laughs> It's, uh, you know, nice to, you know, just um, have a good time and get some drinks. (laughs) And so, uh, uh, and also, you know, you you stepped up the courage to go and dance in front of um, your your school in a talent show. Are you now super comfortable dancing? You get in a club, you're happy to dance now? Oh, sorry, say it again. You know, you said that you stepped up and uh, and shocked shocked your school by dancing in the dance uh, in the talent show. Is dancing something you're completely comfortable with now in public? Oh, absolutely. It's so weird because, like, you know, I'm still that shy person, you know. But it's like when I'm in my element of something that I've kind of when I'm kind of. Um, and when, I, when I'm in my element of something that I, I, I'm a little gifted in, then I feel totally comfortable. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I, you know, I, I literally sing and, 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 and dance in front of thousands of people, you know, when I, when I'm on the road. So, yeah. I mean, we, we spoke about confidence and, and one of the other things that I always like to ask musicians, I mean, you, you saying you was, you know, contemplating, you know, working as a chef, which is a, you know, a, a difficult industry to, you know, ridiculous hours, unsociable hours. I mean, you, you've chose to be a, you know, a, a working musician, which is equally as difficult and, uh, and, and ridiculous hours and such. Um, however, the music industry is, so difficult to reach the level of success that you've had, you know, and, 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 and you're there, you know, enjoying it. And, and so confidence aside, would you say that you're driven? Definitely. Um, And I I think a thing, I think what fuels my fire is the fact that like, Soul music and jazz um, is essentially dying within the black community. Um, And I think. think, Explain a little bit more about what you mean there, Leon. I'm I'm quite interested as to to what that, where you're going with that. Um, Well, it's like the things, the the type of like the music that, we gravitate towards changes. Um, And it's in what we, and I can't, I I honestly can't speak for 
the black community as a whole. Of course. But for the most part, what we what we gravitate towards now is like rap music on a on a on a big level, and, and which is great. Um, but if and when you and when you look when you look at like <clears throat> you know black artists. Um, it's very far and few in between to like find artists who are making soul black artists that are making soul music. Um, And sorry, I I did a horrible job at um, elaborating. No, 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 (laughs) but um, yeah, and, and that's why for myself, like I try to find ways of integrating you know, soul music and in in jazz and and all that kind of thing within this kind of modern R and B context, and hope in in hopes of that being, you know, just like a, a way of of the listener um, to make to 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 maybe. Um, Go and find, you know, go and find the the artists that I'm inspired by, yeah. you know, like the pioneers. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I actually, I don't know if you've seen this, but I, I saw it yesterday, and I, and I can't shut up about it. But have you watched the um, Summer of Soul documentary that Questlove made? Oh, I've been see that. That's that's been on my my list. Um, Man, it's spectacular. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it tonight. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit special. It really is, and the genres of music that was on this one stage that it would appear that just everybody made that that concert go away. It was just hidden, and it's it's remarkable, and it's yeah, it's one of the most moving documentaries I've ever seen. So yeah, if you've not seen it, oh my god, you're you're, you're in for such a treat. You really are. You really are. Yeah. That's crazy that like that footage was was just sitting around like that, you know. And you know, this is this is like Stevie Wonder, like Sly and the Family Stone, Nina Simona, all of these people. It's like people are constantly got a thirst for retrospective footage of these icons. Do you know what I mean? And the yeah. fact that that's just been buried is just madness. But yeah, it's, it's there in glorious Technicolor now, and uh, and it's it's wonderful. Wow. Um, track six, going to take you home. Favorite song from an artist from your home county, please. Your hometown. Yes. Um, so um, my favorite song from an artist in my hometown is Stay by my good friend Abraham Alexander. And um, he's just a really good friend of mine. And I, <clears throat> it's it's really awesome to see, you know, artists you know worth that really took the time you know to perfect their craft and 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 refine the sound and he's actually going to be opening up for me on um or on on my tour in the fall i mean i hadn't heard of him until you sent this list over and i i listened to that track and then i see that he'd covered chris isaac's wicked game as well uh, 
holy shit, man, that it's it's special. It's special, and yeah. So, uh, just to thank you, really, for introducing me to, uh, to to a new artist, and and that's very much the case um, for the last track. Um, and you, you get to play tastemaker and an influencer here. And so, for that track, Leon, I'm going to ask you, please, to tell me uh, a song that many people may not know that you would like them to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, song that many people may not know. It, it was, uh, was it Waiting Around to Die by Towns Van Zandt? Yeah. Cool. Um, waiting Around the, yeah, Waiting Around to Die by Towns Van Zandt. Um, you know, you know, as a Fort Worth musician, you know, I'm, I'm honored to be just a little speck amongst, um, you know, such a, such a, a, a wide lineage of, um, of artists to come out of here and in towns Van Zandt is one of them. And I, just the way that he's, he's able to, you know, con- convey, um, you know, emotion and, and just like some of his experiences and the way he's able to paint that picture um, in his lyrics just really brings the listener in and, he was an artist that that I was listening to heavy um, in kind of a dark period um, in my life. And, you know, when I would put on his album, um, you know, it definitely gave me this sense of peace. And, um, yeah, he's one of my favorite songwriters, Tom Van Zandt, for sure. When you, you wake up and you, you're having a dark day, and uh, what's your kind of go-to musically is it do you you know reach for something upbeat to try and sort of you know move on are you happy to listen to something that you know soothes that and and kind of helps you kind of process maybe having a low day you know do you reach for something more kind of soul searching and somber yeah yeah um you know for so, you know, some sometimes I'll, you know, I'll put on something, um, you know, that that's a little bit, I guess, of a, of a lighter, like uplifting kind of tune. And sometimes, like, I just want to, you know, kind of bask in, in sadness and just cry it out, you know, sure. and, um, you know, and listen to something like Town Van Zandt. <laughs> Well, people can go and check that out because um, what we do, Leon, is we put together a Spotify playlist to accompany the podcast, so people can go and listen to um, all of the tracks that we've we've spoken about today. Uh, and as you know, it appears that the the, the latter half of twenty twenty one is going to be a, a much different beast to the first half. Um, with that in mind, uh, what are you looking forward to from the rest of this year, personally, and what's going to be happening professionally? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, um, honestly, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to just getting back out, out on the road. You know, you know, I, I love that. That music really cultivates community, yeah. you know, and 
you know, people who wouldn't normally exist in certain places are there because of the, because of the music. And, you know, I really love like, you know, the energy of, um, you know, of, 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 um, you know, of, of people just like, you know, in the, in the, in the crowd singing all the, all the lyrics and there's, you know, this collective effervescence, you know, in the crowd and it's, you know, it's, it's so beautiful to see, you know? And so, um, excited to get on the road and, um, you know, there's, you know, I'm, I'm dropping another EP with, um, this band called Karungbin. We, we, um, released something in 20, I think it was top of 2020, but, um, yeah, it's pretty much it for me. And I think it's the, the anticipation of, of live music again now and the thought that, you know, I've been, I've been blessed. I got to see, um, I got to see the gorillas in London a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Uh, and, and, and had come Della Sol and so many different artists come out with them. And, and as much as I was transfixed at who was on stage, the rest of the time I was just staring around this room, you know, at the O2 and just looking at connection and yes. the smiles and the joy of right. people being, it could have been any band on that stage, to be honest. It was just joy right. and it was pure joy of just seeing. And you could tell what, what the crowd were giving the band, the band were giving straight back. And it was, everybody was so desperate for what, what was happening. You know, it was such a glorious thing. And, and I think that, you know, as we're seeing tours, you know, rescheduled tours and new tours all being announced and, and it happening, I think the latter half of this year is just going to be glorious and full of, you know, as you said, like, you know, people coming together and, and you know, that, that kind of connection. That's what we've missed, I think. Exactly, exactly. And, um, yeah, we, we were deprived of that, you know, for for about a year, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm happy that things are kind of gra- gradually getting back to normal. Excellent. And when flights are allowed, hope to see you in the UK as well. Oh, definitely. You got you to come through. Absolutely, absolutely. Leon, thank you so much for your time today. It's been really nice to count down these tracks with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. You have a good day. Ah, oh, thanks, man. There you have it, Leon Bridges. Ah, oh, lovely. What an absolute gentleman. Um, great to get to to spend a bit of time with somebody you know that that you really admire musically as well. And yeah, I'm I'm still kind of buzzing. I'm doing this intro and outro straight after um, having that chat. And uh, and yeah, and also you know as I said to Leon, um, Summer of Soul documentary on um, I think some. Disney Channel. Um, oh my God. It, it's worth signing up to Disney Channel alone just to watch that documentary. And I'm not sponsored by it, I promise you. It just knocked me sideways and uh, you're going to love it. If you, if you listen to this podcast and you like your music and you know you like being a bit nerdy with it and you like being moved by music, then uh, that doc, oh, yeah, knock you sideways. Okay, um, I'm back next time. In the meantime, please go give us a like, love, share on the socials. Uh, subscribe um, if you, you know, on, on whatever platform you like to listen to this podcast on, and explore the back catalogue, please, because there's there's bundles. Um, and yeah, are we done? There's a Patreon. 
I've told you about that before, so it's all over on www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. I'm back next time. Um, in the meantime, be excellent to each other, and, uh, and thanks again. Love you. Bye-bye. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me, Stu Whipping. Eat a monkey.